0: Hello and welcome back as we continue our discussion of the the hot topic in the world today of the battles and war in the Middle East. And last time we talked about some of the background and Pastor Chris and I were were discussing the question of where does love your neighbor as yourself uh, fit into this whole discussion? Chris, what are your thoughts on that? In
1: particular, how does it relate to to the fighting and the war going on in in Israel and surrounding areas? And then within the border of Israel, right now, most of the f- folks are Jewish, but there's a very large population that that is not Jewish that that is Arab that have citizenship in Israel. How do we love our neighbor as ourselves? Let's take it even a little further. One of the areas where the church is growing the quickest is in Arab areas. I have brothers and sisters in Christ living in, Arad, in Arad, and and in the West Bank and in the Gaza Strip and in Israel. I have brothers and sisters in Christ that are living in those areas. How do you love your neighbor as
0: yourself when it seems as though your neighbors are trying to kill you? Yeah, I think that You've said this, but maybe we might bring it to a finer point. When Jesus answered that question, hmm. when somebody was basically trying to trip him up and said, who is my neighbor in response to Jesus saying we should love our neighbor as ourselves, Jesus told the wonderful parable that's so loved and so well known of the good Samaritan. And there's no conflict in the Middle East that has stronger feelings then the feelings between the Samaritans and the Jews at that time mm-hmm. and the hero, if you will, of the story is a Samaritan helping what we believe had to be a Jewish person or an Israelite. And that's exactly analogous in almost every way, if not every way, to what's going on today. Yeah, I was, it, it reminded me, I was traveling and,
1: and there was a, a toll bridge toll road that in the Chicago area, as I was trying to travel home to Michigan and, and my wife wanted to avoid the toll. It used to be, you could just flip a couple of coins in, but now they took those down and you get a picture of yourself sent to your home address with, with a toll. And it's, let's just avoid this toll road. And, and I was in my mind going, I don't know where this road goes there are parts of Chicago I don't want to drive through. That's what the Jewish folks felt about the Samaritans. It might be quicker to to travel through Samaria, but they would rather take a few hours and go around it than to have to deal with those people. That was the mindset of Jews towards Samaritans. There was animosity between those two groups, and that's a nice way of saying they really disliked
0: each other that that phrase those people i've seen people get into pretty good disputes even battles and wars for referencing things like that but the funny thing about it is i am those people to some people that's right and other people are those people to others all of us have somebody that to to them we're those people yeah that that they want to avoid it's just a part of life that, that we live on this planet together, and it's a part of God's plan that we love our neighbor as ourselves. What should be done in that regard, setting aside the politics and all of the other issues, how do we integrate loving our neighbor as ourselves in the middle of a battle like this or a conflict like this? Yeah, and to elaborate a, a
1: little further in saying that, that you should love your neighbor, this is not a position or a statement suggesting that Israel should abstain from taking military action to secure their peace. That's not what we're saying. And I think that's part of it is, let's just take it a little more personal. Instead of nations, although there certainly is a discussion for that, how can I, in my everyday life, if I'm living in Israel, and i'm a an israeli i'm an israeli jew and i have a a neighbor who is an israeli arab citizen we're both citizens of israel and we might have very different opinions about what should happen and we have very different philosophy about who the land belongs to very different allegiances but let's say i'm a believer whether arab whether jew Whatever, I'm a believer and I'm living in Israel and the command of Jesus is to love your neighbor. How do I do that? And I think one thing is you have to view that person as somebody who has been created in the image and likeness of God. You have to start there, that this isn't a, a different culture. Yes. Different traditions. Yes. Different philosophies. Yes but they are still created in the
0: image and likeness of God. And Jesus died for them to have life and be reconciled to and God. That was my second okay.
1: point was very much the same thing. Jesus valued them enough to die for.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so that should take away that personal hatred toward another, recognizing you have to view them like the, the way God does. God views them as this is a created, this is a person created in my image, and this is a person that that the Son of God died to redeem, so that they could be redeemed. Not that getting to the idea that everybody's redeemed because Jesus' blood paid for everybody's sins; it's accepted by faith. But the payment was made, even if that individual hasn't chosen to receive that payment or to acknowledge that payment.
0: Yes, yeah, we have to find a way to to enforce. Protection. God gives governmental authority and the powers of those governmental authorities as a part of his sovereign will that, that we have authorities and that we respect authorities. And when those authorities of one area come in conflict with another, tragically, that quite often has resulted in battles where many people lose their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's a tragedy no matter how you look at it, but it is sometimes a necessary tragedy because of our sinful, fallen nature and our inability to love our neighbor as ourself ahead of time in a way that allows us to solve our conflicts without imposing our will on a neighbor. That's right. Is that Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: it makes sense to me, but it is still very difficult particularly to know how to do it and and off the microphone we were talking about about aid in this situation aid to the the Palestinians in the Gaza strip and Israel as as the nation that's that's fighting there what's their responsibility for aid for people who are living in that area and the quick answer is that i don't know always what is the right choice and what's the right decision certainly wisdom plays a part in it but but you're left with i don't know and you do the best you can and as a believer we want to honor Christ in the decisions that we make
0: yeah i think that you and i would have to acknowledge God knows and we don't we know that the circumstances don't change who God is mm-hmm. what God has said and what God has called us to do but the application or the living out of those things are extremely difficult to figure out to the degree that we need to because we do fall short. We don't have the view that God has because of our sin nature. Even as born again believers who are new creations, we still got these old bodies. We still got the issues of our flesh that that affect us in every area of our life and that certainly includes our response to conflicts with others whether it be our neighbor across the the, mm-hmm. the party wall whose limb is hanging over or whether it's between the the Jews and the Arabs it, That's right. I I remember uh
1: as a kid there was uh another another student in the playground that was just a jerk. He was just mean and just a bully and arrogant and, and he was just man didn't like that guy at all, and and he had done something I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was belittling and just it happened to be directed at me that day. But he it, it wasn't always at me. He found his shots. He was an off.
0: equal opportunity he a, bully. He was
1: an equal opportunity <laughs> bully. And and I came home and I was unloading about him to my mom because she had always how was school today. He, here's what's on my mind. And I was unloading and I was just pretty animated about it and frustrated and angry. And she just lets me go on for a while until I finally run out of steam a little bit. And then she asked me this horrible question, horrible question. She said, did you pray for him? I didn't want to hear that at all. But I thought, yeah, I, I prayed about him. I prayed that God would send a lightning bolt and show some justice. But um, but she said, have you prayed for him? I think that's one thing that you can do to love your neighbor is to be concerned about them, to be concerned about their spiritual standing with Christ, to pray blessings on them, and to hope for the best for them. All of that is, is difficult to do. At the same time, pray for the situation to be resolved, of course, when? But but to be concerned with my enemy. I didn't want to hear that at all. But my mom was right.
0: Yeah. And so I think as we bring this part of our discussion to a close, we acknowledge before God to each other and to those who might be listening to this that we don't have the answers. We don't know all the answers. We, don't, we know that there's no one who has all of those answers apart from God. But as Chris just demonstrated with this painful question that his mother asked him in response to the bully, have you prayed for them? And our prayer should extend to all the people that God's will would be done in every circumstance and acknowledge, Lord, we don't know, but we know that you do. Help us to put one foot in front of the other, be faithful to look to you, to trust you and obey you, and allow you to work this out according to your will as we try to seek you with all of our heart. I think that's put well. Okay. Thank y'all. We acknowledge we don't have all the answers, but we're having important discussions, and we pray that these will be encouraging to you as well. God bless.